and welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Rick Roberts. This is a podcast all about reality television. Sort of. Uh, probably not today. Folks, how you doing out there in TV land? Uh, it's good to speak to you. Um, we will let you know right up front that we have already podcasted ab- about today's events and the audio sucks, so we have to redo it again. We had to... We have to redo an, an entire episode, and I'm a little heartbroken. It is. I mean, we took the, the podcasting machine out on the road. We used some brand new microphones. And they click to your they clip to your lapel. Yeah, so it's a little safer because we were just kind of driving, and we'll tell you about that in a second. But gosh darned if those things should have been tested out before we used them because they are stinky, stinky mic mics. Apparently they picked up every little sound and ding dong on the road. I mean, what was really happening was like when we would hit a bump or yeah. something like that, you, like the, the audio would almost like go away. Like it would like get rocked. Oh, and then go it couldn't away. handle it. It couldn't hang. Just I wonder what, it, what happened when that guy almost hit us. Yes. When that guy almost <laughs> hit us in the road. That was shocking. It was kind of shocking. Um, you know, I don't, for, in my uh, m- morbid thoughts, I want to include that in this, in this podcast. I feel like maybe you could put it at the end. Yeah, maybe. Uh, don't, don't hold your breath, folks. <laughs> we got a lot going on today. Basically, a guy just like went into our lane. He just was uh, moving over, and I yelped. You did yelp. It was tough for you to continue podcasting. It was probably a bad idea to do it in the first place, but <laughs> that's okay because the audio sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but we're here. Uh, we did do that yesterday. We also canned a whole bunch of recaps for our Patreon. By the way, are you patrons? Well, you got to get over to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash reality blows. Now there at this moment, there are four fresh meat challenge recaps. That's right. Season 12 of the challenge. We are recapping every single episode. We're doing two every Thursday over on the Patreon. Sign up for that bonus tier. You get five. Oh, wait. No, you don't get five. You, you pay five. You pay five. And you and get you, two. You get two bonus uh, episodes of Ashley and I just kind of. Shooting the shit. Chat ch- chit. Chatting the chit. My mom says it's a peek behind the curtain into our real selves. That's so. right. Got to get over there. Plus, now we've started our new uh, retro challenge recap. So uh, get over there. There's a lot of fun going on over there. Yeah. And this Thursday, two more drops. So right. if you sign up this week, you'll have six recaps to listen to. Yeah, that's right. Get pretty on cool. Over pretty there. cool. So um, let me just jump into it, Nick. Are we just jumping into it? Yeah, I want to okay. jump, jump into it. So we were on the road. We were on um, a one-hour drive because we were returning the bike. Did you listen to last week's episode? The bike drama, bike, bike, bike. Uh, got it back here, got it to the house, measured it, seemed off, wrote the people, and the, the people at LinusBike.com told me, if you think it's a small frame, check the tires. It will have this number on it if it is a small frame. If it's a medium frame, it'll have this number on it. I checked the tires, and sure enough, it was a small frame. Was I going to make it work? I thought about it for about two seconds. I was like, maybe I'll raise the seat and raise the handlebars and move this around and then stand on one foot and then eat a frog and then stare at the full moon and the bike will be the right size. Um, but I, I quickly realized that it was not worth it. If you're spending big bucks on a bike, you got, it's gotta be perfect. I'm sorry. I'm not a perfectionist in any other way except for bicycles. Mm. And so I wrote the lady back, bought it on Facebook marketplace. So there's no promises in the marketplace. That's what they say 
when you sign on to Facebook. No promises. I wrote her and I was like, hey, turns out it's a small frame. Because she had told me it was medium. Turns out it's a small frame, Jeanette. Um, would love to take it back. Or can you put me in contact with some of the other people who were interested? And she was like, oh, no. Bring it right back. So sorry about that. Wow, man. She even gave you a so sorry to boot. She was really helping you out there. What what a nice person Jeanette was. And you know what? Jeanette also, Black Lives Matter to her. Uh, she According feels to her like yard signs, she's voting lo- for lo- Biden. Love comes in all different colors. Is yeah. that that we other We believe. Love is love and comes in everything. It's that we yeah. believe sign. And then uh, for people who don't want to fully commit to the Black Lives Matter, they're <laughs> like, "We'll do the what? We'll do the Black Lives Matter light sign." Yeah, we were afraid since she was rich that she would uh, be some sort of an asshole. But it turns out, nice lady, let us uh, let us return this bike. Um, and not only that, she's got all of her views correct and sweet, sweet lady. And we know this because when we returned this bike yesterday on the way, while we were recording this podcast for the first time, Ashley spent about 10 minutes shooting the shit with this lady. Yeah. Well, when you're going back and forth, when you're making these giant monetary transactions, you know, with someone, you really get to know them. So she was all trying to convince me to move to her little town. Uh, Montclair telling me that it's the most diverse town in all of New Jersey. It's only 40 minutes into the city. And she said, you can get a nice rental around here. So I think she wants to be friends. Wow, we should get up over there, man. What's her name? Jeanette? Mm-hmm. Oh, Jeanette. But nice she to is meet like you. a mom and she has oh, a kid. Oh, forget about it. And oh, she forget it. very tame. Oh, forget it. You That's don't, okay. like, tame, she was you don't nice. like tame moms with kids? I like wild moms with no children. Uh, well, that makes no sense. But uh, <laughs> I like tame moms with kids. Uh, you know, sweet people. They like reality TV. So that is true. I, I guess I like all moms. Yeah. Moms to be are cool. honest. TBH. So, yeah, I mean, it was a tumultuous trip. I mean, we did not stop the Guitar Center again. We uh, didn't. We did go by Trader Joe's. That we, was very exciting. We did get to hit up a, a TJ's. And the reason for that is because we needed to get some provisions. Uh, because Ashley and I, as we speak, are on an adventure. We're packing up the car. We're taking a break between packing up the car, charging the air mattress, okay, scooping Lily's litter box, getting the apartment ready, getting the clubhouse ready, because we are leaving in, I don't know, what, 12 hours? If we're getting up at 5 a.m., that's like in 12 hours. No, it's like 2 o'clock, so 12 hours would be like 2 a.m. Okay, so it's in it is in it's in fifteen hours. It's in a bunch of hours from now. Fifteen hours. Mm-hmm. We are going, getting in the car, driving down the uh, coast of this country, down south, going down south, and then we're gonna pitch a tent and we're gonna camp for three days, just randomly on the side of the road. Jk, yeah. Jk. We got a little spot in Wilmington, North Carolina, or maybe right outside. Yeah, right outside. It's kind of near the beach. Kind of near the beach. And uh, I, Nikki boy, big Nikki boy. Little Nikki big boy. Has, uh, have decided that uh, I want to try camping because I like Survivor so much. Well, that's not fully the truth. What? Well, what happened was you were watching Survivor. We, everyone knows who's been listening to the podcast. We were not Survivor heads until the pandemic hit, until winners of war, winners at war, that really uh, got us hooked, and then we've we've just dived in full throttle. But Nick's been watching this show, and he decided that he wants to set a fire. That's his big thing. <laughs> I want to set something, anything ablaze. I want to. That's what you keep saying. I want to start a fire, and then you're like, "Hey, you know where you can set a fire, and no one's weirded out by it." 
when you go camping. That's socially acceptable. Uh, and know, I was like, yeah, totally. Ash. And then you were like, let's go camping so I can start a fire. And I was like, okay. Come on. And then that like slowly transformed to let's go camping so we can be outside. Ash, I know the truth. Ash, first of all, I, I went with you with this fire thing when you told this to my mom. When we talked about it. That's what happened, dude. This is not the case. I wanted Nick. to go camping. I wanted to try camping. No, you started talking about setting a fire way before uh, camping, the camping talk. That is you not true. You were like, I got to learn to set a fire. <laughs> I want to use a flint. That is not true. It is. Just I, accept it. I'm excited to, 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 to build a fire. But I'm I'm I wanted to go camping based on Survivor. This is nothing new. You always need to like make me real small, like a little idiot. Who no, it's not making you an like idiot. Like a pyromaniac boy. I think the truth is more interesting than all of a sudden oh. you being like. I think I'm gonna. Go, I think I'll go camping. I think the truth is more interesting. You saw people built <laughs> making and building fires on Survivor, and you got it stuck in your head that that was something you wanted to do. Ash, and you're you full tried of shit, to find <laughs> a socially acceptable way to do that. You're full of shit. It's okay. It, it's not okay because that didn't happen. Nick, why are you lying to uh, him? If you guys could see him right now, he's smiling at me. He's joking around. This is clearly the truth. So we're going to go camping. And today has been a uh, a day in which we should have. Today should have been the last week. We really should have spread out all the activities mm-hmm. of today. We should have chopped them up into small little bite-sized bits. But, but as we tend to do. We left everything to the last minute. So uh, today we had to kind of, um, the idea was sort of get our little clubhouse in order enough to where it makes sense to be able to pack our stuff up. Uh, and our stuff being obviously our personal belongings, our clothes. I mean, we are we are going uh, camping for a couple nights, but we're also going to like a little Airbnb in uh, what looks to be some sort of a wooded area. I wouldn't we call it the woods. We have our own pond. There's a pond there. It's like a nice little, uh, I don't know, somebody's house on an acre of land. I don't know exactly what we're getting into, but it looks like a nice place. We right? might die in that pond. We might. Who knows? You know, but we'll podcast about it regardless. For sure. You guys will get that. So um, we have about a week that we're going to be out on the road. So we need a week's worth of stuff. But we also are camping for the first time. And if you know Ash and I, we don't do anything without buying a shit ton of bullshit gear. We love gear. Oh, my God. We are a gear family. So part of what today was to sort of unbox all of the gear that we have collected over the past month or two preparing for this trip. Get it all in order. Take a look at it and smile. Let's talk about our gear. Well, go ahead, Ash. Why don't you throw out some of the gear that we got? Okay, so first things first, we got a Coleman six-person tent with an attached porch. Very excited by that. It's like a little screened-in area outside of the tent that you can sit in, um, put some chairs in there, and be bug-free. Nick got this for my birthday. What a sweetheart. Everybody applaud him at home. Then next up, we have two sleeping bags. Um, We haven't unrolled the sleeping bags, but my dad got them for my birthday. And so I know that they're going to be good because my dad is also like a hardcore gearhead and is like super into the, the best quality things. Um, He got us a lantern, which also pl- like charges your iPhone. Very interesting. Yeah, you could charge up other gear with this gear. Yes, we have a Stanley cook set. It's so cute. It's like a little pot and a bowl, two bowls and a spatula and a spoon and a pot all kind of fit into it in one little uh, packable thing. And that's very, that's going to be, we're going to put that to use for sure. 
We got a fan for Nick because he sweats. We got a... Um, that fan ain't going to be big enough. You don't think so? Nah, that fan is a dinky ass fan. You put it out, uh, you hang it from the top of your tent and oh, it, it fans down on you. Oh, great. That was an expensive fan. It's a dinky fan, dog, because it's got a light on it. You're not into the fan. No, it was Shit. too dinky. It's too dinky. But it's a chargeable, portable fan. That's fine. But I. What do you think? We're going to get a box fan? I'm going to need a f- uh, some sort of air conditioning unit to be uh, wheeled into that. Uh, it's going to be 90 degrees down there. Yeah. I hope you're ready gonna be hot nick got us a hatchet so we can chop up wood or an intruder um we got what else did we get oh i got a little flint thing mm-hmm. so, so I your can dreams can fires. come true um oh a hammock that we, goes between trees that is a bullshit buy you I, totally. said to, I said not to buy that we're not going to use it i will we were they gonna be there for like eight hours we're gonna, there for three nights so, yeah, we got a bunch of shit, and uh, I'm excited about going camping because I've never done it before, and I'm curious on if I'll be able to survive. I mean, as Ashley said, we got this pots, this little pot uh, kit, and I guess we're going to be cooking, what, rice and beans? Yeah. Is that what we're cooking? Yeah. What else are we going to eat while we're out there? PB&Js. PB&Js, just like they did <laughs> in the old frontier. I mean, the truth is, is that we're staying, on, we're staying in a campground, yeah. so it's not like... There, there, there's no, you know, rough in it here. We're going to be putting on our flip flops and walking to the bathrooms. Yeah. You know? like, I'm not interested in that. What are you going to do? What are you going to shit in the parking lot? What's I'll, your plan? I'll, well, you know, if I shit, that's right. If, by the way, stop talking about duty on this podcast. Nobody likes it. When have I ever it makes done my that? Mom, it makes my mom sick. When has that ever happened? You're just always bringing it up poops and peeps on this thing, man. And my mom's told me she's gagging. Oh my about God. That stuff. Our parents need to. Also, my mom, I didn't tell you about this. This is a quick aside. My mom listened to last week's podcast in the car with my grandmother. And uh highlight of it was us explaining what reality blows means. <laughs> that it implies that it's a reality blowjob. <laughs> so I got to got to teach my uh, 80, 80 year old grandmother a couple of new things. Wow, that's the episode they had to listen they to. They haven't listened they in haven't the car listened in, in months. months since we showed up here. My grandma's like, we haven't listened to the podcast. I'm like, great. Now to tell everybody what reality blows means. That following podcast she listens to. Also, she was like, you talked about bikes and bikes, and then you started talking about Dunkin' Donuts. He never went back to the bikes. And then uh, I go, did you listen to the whole podcast? And then they were like, no. I was like, well, we got back to the bike, so you should put a pin in it and go ahead and, and listen to the rest of that stuff. My mom texted me to say, I thought reality blows meant like vomit, like reality blows chunks. Oh, well, it is. It's like reality blows. Whatever. Reality. It's ne- a negative it's, connotation. It's reality bites, but we chose blows. That was the idea Yeah. behind the terrible name of our podcast. Yeah. What other notes they got? That's it. There was no notes. It was just really like uh, the fact that we were talking. We were talking about blowjob, and two generations of my family were listening to it in wow. the car together. Wow. My mom was like, "Yeah, so that was funny," and I was like, "You didn't think that was funny? It doesn't sound like it. The way you get, the way you just did that, <laughs> that voice." So we're going down there and told. No, the reason we're going is because uh, you know Ash and I, as you guys know, all summer long have been sort of. In this whirlwind of, of change and, and decisions about what are we going to do with the rest of our lives? Where are we going to put down roots? I mean, where are we going to live? People are writing 
you know, op-eds about New York City being dead. And, and there's, But we're true New Yorkers. We're true New Yorkers. Are, are we really going to leave New York City? Well, we've decided that we are going to depart from the city for a few months for the winter. But we don't know what we're going to do afterwards. And one of the places we have thought about possibly spending some amount of time, whether that be a year or a month or a week, is Wilmington, North Carolina. Ashley likes Wilmington, um, and I've been there once when I was a, a, a teenager for like a night, and I haven't really spent much time there, but I am open to the fact of roaming this country and finding our perfect place. So I was like, well, why don't we just go to Wilmington and see if it jives with us? Yeah, let's see if we are on the same energy level. I mean, I lived there as a kid, sort of on and off, through like one through 12. So that's my memory of it. I remember it as through kids' eyes, and it was a lot of fun. Um, Tell us about it. Well, I just really enjoy the fact, A, that it's close to my favorite beach, which is Wrightsville Beach. I love the downtown area. It's quaint. Um, I just liked Wilmington. I don't know. I, I enjoy it. But maybe all kids like their hometown. Like, did you think your hometown was very cool? No. Really? We didn't have a downtown in our hometown or You didn't have like a downtown? No, no. You didn't no. have a battleship? That was like a big thing for no me. No battleship. I mean, you're you're around, you know, you're 25 minutes from my hometown and we've been in that area a bunch. It's really well, just a, a strip malls. Strip malls. I mean, the exciting highways. The exciting part is where we are now. We're on the Jersey Shore. I mean, yeah. you get the ocean. The Atlantic Ocean is here. There's a lot of shore towns. Boardwalks would be an exciting part about living around here. But I mean, hey, you can go to a bunch of Targets, a bunch of Dunkin' Donuts if you like that sort of stuff, which mm. I've grown into. Um, and you and you won't turn a Target down. I think you know that. No, I love it. I love a regional Target too. Each one's a little different. Is that true? I think so. Remember when we went to that Target near the Best Buy? Oh well, yeah, around the corner two weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, it was of course. different than our usual Target. Yeah. What's going on? Somebody texted you. Yeah, I got a text from who? My family is texting me. Oh, what's going on? I don't know. Um, yeah, so we're leaving New York. It's done for six months at least. We're going to be here until March. And um, we've got a lot of different feelings about it. I mean, I was sort of on the fence just because a huge part of my identity is like living in Brooklyn. That feels like our space, our world, our little home that we've built. And I went back a couple of days ago. I had to get some mail and some like uh, supplies for camping. I pulled into our neighborhood and I was like, oh my God, this is our place. Like this is, this is my, that's my cafe. Like these are my people. Um, I ordered an egg and cheese sandwich from like this little deli on the corner. And when I walked in, the owner was like, hey, where have you been? And I was like, oh, we've just been out of town for a little bit. And she's like, is everything okay? And I was like, yeah. And then I was just thinking, wow, I can't leave this. I've developed a community in Brooklyn. Who does that? Us. Yeah, that's incredible. We did that. It seems so cool. Yeah. And then I parked the car and um, I opened the door to our building and I was hit with a smell. I was hit with our building's signature smell. Roses. It's kind of like a, a food smell mixed with maybe a mold or like a dampness. Like a damp moldy food. Damp moldy food. Right. Okay. And I was like, oh, this is our building. <laughs> Sounds about right. And then I walked upstairs. I walked into our apartment. Got a, got people on that second floor, man. I'll tell you, they're making a lot of stuff. That's 6,000 flautas. 
Yeah, they sell food on they, the street, they, which is, you know, a way to make money. I get it. Sure. Uh, but it does mean they're just cooking nonstop. Nonstop. And it's steamy. It's very That's the steamy. thing. Like, so they'll leave the door open and kind of let the steam and heat out of their apartment. It just kind of rots our, the wood of the walls and ceiling. It just goes up into, because it's not an open, they open their their door, but it's still closed off yeah. building. It's like the interior of the building. They're just like, hey, take some of this stink into your homes yeah, as well. Yeah, we're like, okay, more, sir. And we put our little cup out yeah. and we get an, an, another filling. Um, another serving. So I walked into the apartment, our apartment, and it smelled. It had its own smell. Now, what's that smelling like? That just also, it smells, it's different. It's different than the building. Oh, it's different. Okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it also just kind of smells, again, moldy, you know, mm-hmm. dusty. Mm-hmm. Um, everything in our apartment is now covered in like a fine sort of um, milled white dust almost like a grated parmesan a grated parmesan that's coming from the ceiling 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 parmesan ceiling dandruff ceiling parmesan so we really don't have any exhaust in our home we have no air circulation system our windows really don't open like i would say out of let's say we have six windows that have uh you know the potential to open i would say half of them open two yeah and the ones that do open only open a little bit, and we keep screens in them. The screens are pretty old and at this point. And they open into the building. Like, they open into the, the tunnels that connect the two buildings. Yeah, I mean, that's technically outside. I mean, we have a couple of windows that open to the outside world, but, you know, the one in the back is where the fire escape is, so we really can't keep that one wide open because we're afraid of people coming in and stealing us. Which has happened before. Which has happened. Someone came in uh, before I moved in there and stole someone's laptop, so the- you can't... You can't leave the fire escape window open. The opposite window in that room, which is technically our quote-unquote office, it it's supposed to open. It's just it's jammed broken. and broken. The top of it's broken. <laughs> like so the you can't window open it. part, the pane is like yeah. got a crack in it, and it's jammed closed anyway. So we just kind of leave that one. Yeah. The ones in our bedroom, which is the ones facing the street, both open, but one is for an AC unit, so that really is kind of clogged in its own way. And the other one, towards the wall, is open, but of course that is the window in which the ceiling kind of caved into over this summer. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's issues over there as That's well. our bedroom. That's our bedroom. Yeah, so it just kind of smells, the apartment smells, and uh, I made the mistake, I went to the kitchen to wash my hands, and I made the mistake of slightly nudging the soap dish. Oh, Ashley, 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 when are you gonna learn? Don't nudge that soap dish. No, the little friends are making love back there. Yeah, three little roaches came running out. And I was like, how are you guys even here? We're like, there's no food here. Like, what are you what are you munching on? And then Nick told me they were probably munching on soap. Yeah, they eat soap. Bugs. It's crazy. It's those, crazy to me that roaches can live in our apartment when we're not there and there's no food there. Yeah. Like, does that mean they're just like going downstairs to the neighbors, having a little feast, and then coming upstairs, sure. going going home? You don't think they're having? You don't think they're finger fucking on top of a bunch of churros down there? And I then... can't talk about pee pee or poo poo, and you're talking <laughs> about that. I mean, give me a break. This I mean, is ridiculous. We're almost a half hour in. This I mean, is that, ridiculous. My, my grandma stopped listening. You think so? <laughs> can I talk louder now? 
You could talk loud. Why? Okay, Nick told me that I wasn't. I was talking too loud on the last podcast, so I've been trying not to, not, trying not to yell. If you're gonna speak that loud, you better make sure that the range of the microphone. I mean, if you're gonna speak at the softness that you've been speaking at, make sure yeah. the range of that microphone is where I showed you. Yeah. Well, this is what I'm doing now, and this is how does that sound in the headphones? Uh, you it like sounds it? fine in the headphones. I would say that you you can probably put it a little closer to your mouth or speak up a bit. You want me to give it a little lick? No, don't lick that mic. <laughs> Although that is your mic. I try to give that to you all the time. Yeah, Nick has this thing about like the mics being separated and us just using the one that we always use. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I love you, babe, but not that much. You know what wow, I mean? Wow, 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 wow. Wind guard on your side of okay, the Okay, where was I in my list of complaining? The apartment smells. The roaches came out. There's no air circulating. Well, the let ceiling me... has left dust on everything. And I was like, I'm just going to burn this mm -hmm. down and mm -hmm. leave. Can I can I get into the the thing that you, that I find interesting about all oh, this? Please. Not that not that you, what you're saying isn't interesting, but I think the ultimate takeaway here is the fact that you seem to think that our apartment is sick. I think our building is sick. The I think building we have a sick is building. sick. I find yeah. that to be an interesting uh, a thought of, uh, that a building can be sick. Do you elaborate? I just feel like since we've been here in this house in the Jersey Shore, I have noticed that I am healthier. Bruises don't last as long. My hair seems thicker. My skin's cleared up. I'm sleeping better. I'm just like, I just feel healthier. And it might be because it's summer and I'm getting like some sun because mm. I'm taking walks and stuff. But when we go back to Brooklyn, there's been like three occasions where we've gone back or, or I've gone back on my own and I've spent like a few hours there in the apartment. The next day, my throat is always on fire and I'm coughing through the night. And then I get all freaked out and paranoid that I've gotten COVID somehow because I went into the city. But I, that then then a day after that, it's gone. I think something's up with the building, that old ass building. I think that there's not there's not enough ventilation or something. I don't know, but I'm I'm ready to get out. I'm ready for it to be over. I don't care about my New York identity anymore. If it means that I have to keep living there. Um, and yeah, sure. We have the cheapest rent I've ever heard of in New York. Sure. Sure. It's the deal of the century, but what's a deal when you haven't had an oven for a year? That's right. Didn't add that to the list. Haven't had an oven for a year. If you add up the amount of money we spend on takeout and you put it with our rent, we're, we're spending like twice. We're spending our rent on food every month, basically. Yeah. It's but we're going to get out. We're getting out. And then we're going to find another place that's, I don't know, maybe has appliances and, and walls painted since 2000. The we would millennium. like a, a newer place. That's important to us. Um, yeah. Or bathroom, even, kitchen. I don't even care if the building is old. I just care if someone's like taking care of the place. Like bathroom, you know, kitchen. Bathroom, kitchen. We want new appliances from this millennium please i mean when do you think of the last time that our place was sort of renovated like when do you think all that stuff was sort of installed i would say i mean we brought in the fridge and that stove the the stove that the new and i'm doing air quotes because he told us he was getting us a new stove and then he just moved an old stove into our apartment because yeah. the one broke that first one we had i would say that was from the early 80s that's when I would say the last time we got new stuff. I mean, it, uh, the lady downstairs said that she'd been living in that building for 35 years. Wow. So pre that predates the current landlord, um, Mr. Frank. 
Ooh, that's um, his name. Yes, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's. I've spent. You've spent a lot of time there. I've spent a lot of time there. Yeah, you've been there like double as long. I've as been I there have. a very long time, and I've been there when it not only it was like more of like a, like a frat house. I mean, not yeah. really. I mean, we weren't like there wasn't like beer pong tables set up. But I was just living in a in like every one of the rooms that we just spread all our shit out in had another man had a ran- I had a dude i went to parties there mm-hmm. and on the roof and and thanks to that party that you came to our, our roof caved in so is that what happened well one of the times i wasn't living in the room that the roof caved in it would be our current living room and that roof caved in um after a few uh it was uh, parties all summer there and then in the winter a lot of snow that just settled on the roof. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it, it's about time. And I and I believe we're bringing this up, you know, because it, it's interesting. You can kind of get taken in by the neighborhood, by the festiveness. I mean, it, it, I've spent um, a Friday night in the summer there. I mean, even though we've been on the Jersey Shore all summer, I had to go there a couple of times. And I spent a Friday night there and I kind of walked around the neighborhood on a Friday night. It was a nice night. And my God, I mean, this was in... July maybe or or, or uh, I guess maybe the beginning of August. Wow, I mean people are out having a good time. Yeah, and it feels that way. It feels vibrant. Feels alive. Um, I'll tell you though, I didn't really like it that much. What? No, I don't really like having to dodge people like a restaurants and stuff. I mean that's the problem is they've taken over all of the sidewalks to put outdoor outdoor dining. And that has led to a lot of people. I mean, people are not spending much time in their apartments anymore. They're going out on the streets. They're hanging out with people. You know, 90% of them are all masked up, which is good. But they're still all hanging out and there's clusters of people. And I just want to go to the supermarket so I can buy my like stupid little seltzers and then go home and order, you know, a grilled cheese sandwich with curly fries. And right. You know, I'm sitting there dealing with all like my ceiling has fallen, fell in, and and I'm and I'm fucking sad about it. And all these people are drunk on the streets, like as Ugh. if there isn't a pandemic. And it freaked me out and got me upset. But you know, I still felt the idea of like it being like, oh well, this is you know, if you leave, eventually this stuff is gonna come back, and this will be more fun eventually. But sitting in that apartment is just. It's just like a coffin. Yeah. I mean, it's dusty. It's <laughs> The apartment didn't bother me when I was out every night. You sure, know? sure. I was kind of like, it's, it, it could be better. Sure. But then when you're there all the time, you're like, what? Do I like myself? And if so, why am I here? We did a, um, we did a virtual hang last night with some friends. We played some games. And um, like I would say, what? All of those friends are still in New York. Right? Um, Everyone who showed no. up. No, Neil, our friend Neil oh, is in, Neil's in, New, in Orleans. New Orleans. But mm-hmm. everybody else is still in New York. Sure. And I was kind of like, guys, tell me, you know, tell me, like, make me feel better for not being in New York. Like, am I, am I missing some sort of very fun chapter? Because on Instagram, it seems like everybody's hanging out. It seems like everybody's having a great time. And they reassured me that no one's really hanging out. And that what I'm seeing on Instagram is uh, an attempt to not, you know, vanish. People posting pictures of themselves out in parks to be like, oh, look, I'm still here, you know. And that the only cool thing is that you feel like you're witnessing 
the city in a way that it may never be again. Like you're like, oh, this is a very special time. That seemed to be the thing that people thought was cool. Um, but for the most part, everybody seemed pretty unhappy. I mean, I kind of feel like you asked sort of a different group of people. I mean, I feel like if you were to if you were to sort of poll other people that weren't hanging out on that Zoom hangout last night, you may get different answers. Mm. You're sort of asking a lot of people who um, are smart and also solitary humans. Yeah. Uh, I kind of feel like if you were a maybe a younger person who um, was more uh, tapped in. I'm not saying that our friends are not tapped in. I'm saying that our friends have been in New York City for a very long time. Right. The newness has worn off. The newness has worn off. I mean, I think if you've hit the decade mark of living in New York City, having something like this happen to you is not something that you're like, oh my God, this is crazy. It's kind of like this now, now this. Like I can't even deal with the fact that... I think you kind of get beaten down eventually um, in New York. And if you're there, you know, three, four, five years, you're kind of like, wow, this is crazy. We're going out. We're having a good time. And then the pandemic hits. You're like, guys, should we all get on a roof together and and figure it out? I'm 25. And you're (laughs) like, oh, wow, this is crazy. I mean, you're talking to a bunch of people who are pushing 40 years old. And they've been in, um, I would say, all of those people on that um, Zoom call uh, including yourself, I think we all moved to New York City like at this around the in the same two year area. Yeah. So that means I, I would say maybe me or Zach or Neil maybe moved there. These are three of our friends, our comedian friends, moved there around the same time that we that I moved there. I moved there two thousand eight. Right. And so that's basically when when everybody moved there two thousand six, seven, eight around that time. How long is that? That's 13 years, you know, yeah. if it was 2007, pushing 14 years. I mean, that's a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, think about how long high school felt. And this is, uh, you know, this is triple like high, school. high schools. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like going to K through 12. Think about K through 12. That's how much time I spent in New York City. Well, that's interesting because you're talking about it as if maybe you saw it as not a permanent move when you move to New York I saw my move to New York as like this is where I'm gonna be forever no in my mind it was always like I was gonna live here until somebody asked me to move to Los Angeles Mm. I mean there was no like the idea of moving out of New York City to somewhere that is not a show business city and I'm talking another place in New York City or Los Angeles or in like a weird fucked up fever dream moving to London yeah (laughs) you know what I mean like what about Atlanta Nah, I've they, never they're had filming stuff. In nah, not stuff for they're not, not filming stuff for us. No, nah, yeah. they're not filming. Any adult there. Swim's there. Yeah, but... maybe sure. They have two television shows yeah. on, on Adult Swim. So, um, you know, it's just New York or L.A. That was it for me all the way up until six months ago, and now things are different. And uh, I think life has sort of taken a turn in a way where I'm like, well, I. You know, if things aren't going to be the same ever again, then maybe I should think about quality of life and see if I can kind of work it in a place that I'm happier. Mm. Because I really have not been happy in New York City for, I think, a while. What? What about me? I don't know. I think you may have made it worse. I have to go look over my book, <laughs> my notes. How dare you? <laughs> no. No, you're great. But no, you're great. But uh, <laughs> no, but seriously, folks. Um, uh, You're no, saying I, New York in general. New York bummed me out 
has bummed me out for a while. Yeah. And, uh, and I just, I think a lot of it has to do with the closed in amount of space and the fact that getting anywhere is, it hurts to go places. It is really shocking how you can be in such a good mood, have a great morning, leave your house to go somewhere and have your day ruined. Right. Like just tra- like the transit alone. And our friends who are like, you know, we talked to a couple of friends. We had a couple of them who were like, yeah, you, I've been taking, I've taken the subway. You know, I started taking the subway again. That scared me. Yeah, me too. The idea that if I was there and in a situation where I had to be in my apartment in, in, in Bushwick, that I would eventually have to take the subway again right now. And Mm -hmm. that's scary to me. Some people don't seem freaked out about it at all. And, you know, they were basically saying like, yeah, I was going like, you know, it takes like 10 minutes to get from our apartment to Manhattan and I had to go to Manhattan and it was fine that no one was near me and yada, yada, yada. And it's like, I guess once you break the seal of like actually going down there and being on the subway, it's fine. But like, you know, my dad works in the city and he just sent me a video of his, that's what the text I got of his commute going from probably, you know, Penn Station to 60 whatever street. Um, it's like a ton of people on a subway. What? Yeah, I mean, it is. I, oh I mean, my God. I'll show you just so we can have the conversation, but this is not, um, you know. Oh my um, God. You know. What the heck? That's a lot of people. That makes me so uncomfortable. I mean, it's a they normal, all have masks on. That's it's nice. a normal subway ride. Yeah, you know that looks I mean? just like the New York we left. Look at that guy, nose out. Nose out, nose out, assassin. So the fact that, like, you know, the jobs that I was taking, that, that would have been my commute. Yeah. You know, every day, commuter time, I would have to go ahead and be on a packed train with people. And, and there's no way to drive and park. It's just pretty much almost impossible to yeah. do that. You can't park in New York. So it's scary to me. And and then, I, I you know, then it's like, well, then am I going to bike to work every day? I mean, it'll be like a, you know, a 90 minute bike ride at seven o'clock in the morning or probably like six o'clock in the morning and then a 90 minute bike ride at like 8 p.m. at night. That's crazy going from where we live to, you know, the part of town that I would have to work in. So it's just scary to me to have to relit to jump back into that life. And it's like, well, I think at this moment in time where I, it just seems like the, the stars have aligned in a good way or a bad way that it truly is time to explore a bit. So we're going to Wilmington for a little bit and then we're going to see whether or not we like Wilmington and who knows, maybe we'll love it. Maybe we'll fall in love. We'll rent out a place there then we'll put some money down on some sort of a condo. And then what? Have a baby? Sure. Wow. Yeah, maybe that's the maybe that's what we do. Gosh. Or we go down there, we hate it, we come back here. We yeah. go back to Bushwick. Who knows? I don't know what I, I I don't know what the future holds. What are you guys doing? Mm, that's okay. You, you don't have to tell us. <laughs> we know that you have stuff going on. But yeah, I mean, so we're, we're going down there and and we're going to stay in this Airbnb. Very excited to have a pond. That uh, with a little setup for us to have our coffee in the morning oh, by yeah. a pond. Ashley informed me you can't swim in a pond. Well, I didn't inform you you can't swim in a pond. I informed you you can't drink pond water. There's a big difference. <laughs> well, you know, when I swim, I drink. <laughs> you can swim in a pond if you want. I mean, I guess. But it depends on the size of the pond. But you definitely can't drink the water, Nick. 
What if we boil it? I guess we can boil it. Why don't we work on you starting a fire first? Which actually reminds me, we saw like the most incredible fire making um, ceremony. What do you call that? Fire making challenge? I think they call it the fire making ceremony. Yeah. Fire making ceremony on um, Survivor in a tribal council. It was so good. I don't know if we've talked much about this on the pod, but we've been watching um, the Cook Island season where they separated the tribes by races. I mean, first off, insane. Insane premise. What was going on in 2006 where that got greenlit? Insane, yeah. But we're watching it because we love Yule. We want to see Yule and we want to enjoy Yule. Uh, Cherry on top, we got a lot more Aussie than we expected. Ozzy's there. This is his first season, and he uh, he gets all the way uh, to the end, um, and eventually loses by one vote to Yule. Spoiler one alert. One vote. So that's that. But what Ashley's referring to is, you know, getting down to the final three. It went to a fire making ceremony between two of the castmates, which is Becky and Sundra. Yeah. And they had to make fire to see who was going to get into the final three. And I had never seen this before. We've seen a few of the fire making uh, situations over there on the survivor and uh boy this was hilarious i could not believe this so that it got tied up jeff's like okay we're gonna go to the fire making ceremony and becky and sundra their tents you see them building their thing their little you know it's kind of like a cone out of sticks they're working that magnesium you're watching you're watching all of a sudden a time clock comes up in the corner and says it's been 30 minutes. Cut to Jeff looking confused. Cut to time clock that says 60 minutes. Cut to Ozzy shaking his head, turning away. People are laughing. Then you hear Jeff say after, I guess, 90 minutes, he goes, okay, we will now be going to matches. He hands both the ladies um, a little book of matches and they still can't start this fire. And meanwhile, Jeff does say, you guys have been here for 38 days. You should have learned how to make fire. Yeah. People are openly laughing at them. And so, yeah, like uh, Sundra gets her matches and just goes through all the matches and goes, I'm I'm empty. I'm out. And then like just Jeff looked over at. It's like Sundra is out of matches. And then looked over at Becky and Becky with her matches finally got a fire going and won. Yeah. Uh, but it was pretty wild because earlier in the season, um, you know, uh, everybody was like at their tribe and they're talking about how uh, much of a threat um, Ozzy is. And then they just cut over to Ozzy and Ozzy's like going to make fire like, you know, with the magnesium and the and he's. You know, he goes to get his little uh, machete to chop a little bit of magnesium off by his Kindle, his kindling or whatever. He does it in one stroke. And he literally just hits the thing. And then like a, you see like a little piece of the magnesium fly into the fire. And then like the biggest fire starts. <laughs> <laughs> just like Jungle Boy uh, at it again. I mean, he's really uh, he's incredible. incredible guy. Cannot believe he lost the season. And at the same time, I still can kind of believe it. Yeah, because Yule's strategy was it was wonderful. I well, mean, he had an idol the whole time, never had to use it, but did tell people at a certain time that did take his entire little alliance all the way to the end. And uh, he did it in a diplomatic, nice guy way. And he won. We were, we didn't know who was going to be in the final three. Like we knew Yule wins, but we didn't know how the final tribal council went down. We were very curious. So when we're watching the season, we're like, wow, how do they get? 
Ozzy out before the final tribal because there's no way Ozzy gets to the end and loses. It's just not possible. He's won every immunity challenge. He's feeding everybody. He's he's unstoppable. He is the sole survivor. Okay, he is what the game is about. He is literally surviving out here. Um, and we're just like, how are they going to get him out before the final three? And then he makes it to the final tribal. And uh, after we watched him defend why he should win, we understood why he lost. Yeah, he's just too much of like a young surfer dude to to sway enough votes from like the older bitter people. He did. He fumbled the job. He did. And he didn't just say, he never said outright, I won almost every immunity challenge. I brought my team, my tribe. I brought, I saved us by helping us win every immunity challenge. And then when it went to the single players, I won every immunity challenge. I'm unstoppable. I am hands down, the most capable of us out here. He didn't say any of that. He said, my actions out here speak for themselves. I think he didn't want to rub it in people's faces. Um, that was but a mistake. It was a mistake. He should have rubbed it in their faces. And then he got somebody like Jonathan Penner standing up and talking to him like, you are a fucking asshole. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> you seem really entitled, and I don't really feel great about giving a million dollars to a 25-year-old entitled guy. Yeah. Um, I also think he failed when the woman asked Yule like what he wants to do with his legacy, and he's like talking about like diversifying, you know, television casts, and then it goes to Ozzy, and Ozzy's like, "That is what I want to do too." Yeah, and it was like, well, even if that's what you wanted to do, which I believe that that's you know possible that that mm -hmm. was also your intention coming into this season, you you have to own it in a way where you put it in your own words. Maybe you say something different than what Yule has said instead of just really sort of parroting what Yule said. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I feel for Ozzy. I do think Ozzy, if he was more mature and more uh, a more capable speaker, he would have won. Yeah, they gave him a chance. He was like, uh, all right. Um, yeah, uh, I want to win because I feel like I would further my education. And you're just like, all right, dude. Yeah, get this guy out of here. Seriously. Meanwhile, Yule is like soft-spoken, explaining like, how he He's will a lawyer. make a difference with his win in the course of reality television history. Yeah. So, but an incredible season. Where I think would you Where would you rank um, the two thousand? Oh, you don't watch the Big Brother from two thousand six, so I guess you no. can't really say. But we are watching currently, or I'm watching currently. Uh, three shows. Three shows. I guess we just did finish Survivor from 2006, so I guess that doesn't count. Okay, but for a while, week simul we were watching three. simultaneously three shows from 2006. Competition reality was not planned. No, it just accident. Happened. Yeah. Um, and I, I would rank uh, it pretty easily. Survivor, Big Brother, Fresh Meat. Survivor, Big Brother, Fresh Meat? Yeah. Um, I would just do Survivor, Fresh Meat, Big Brother because I'm not really watching Big Brother. You're not. It's wonderful. Yeah? It really is good. Is it better than That's season 10? That's all I can 10? think about. Um, Keisha? Keisha's birthday? Nah. Who wants birthday cake? There's been moments, though, like that. Yeah. Um, it, it's, I don't know. Season 10 was, I think it took me longer to get into season 10 than it did season 7. I think that's just because I was super newbie yeah, at that point now i know really how it understand yeah now i know how it goes and i realize that you really if you want if you want the full if you want the full experience that you watched big brother that day you have to watch three episodes because yeah. you need to see 
you know, the eviction, the head of household, you know, who's up on the block, Nomination. the veto, and then the eviction, yeah. head of household. You got to see it all. You kind of got to see a whole rotation, a whole week's worth in yeah. order for it to feel like you've done it. Um, but, I mean, it's an all-star season with a lot of really wacky big characters in it. And, um, you know, it was it's it's really good. Uh, the, it's interesting. We're watching Fresh New Year. Not to shit talk it. It is a lot of fun to watch. But it is a half-hour episode. There's a lot less to grasp onto. The competitions are way lamer than they are on um, on the on Survivor. Like, oh yeah. So if you're looking for like like competition, you know, you're going to Survivor. I mean, there's just more surviving and competition going on, and it's and it's stressful, and you're really into it. It's mature, you know. Yeah. And if you want to talk about like strategy alliances and like really smart strategy and crazy how certain people have weaseled their way in manipulating people just using their charisma you're going to the big brother all-star season i mean that kind of leaves fresh meat to like for like hookups you Uh, know i guess is like where if you want to see showmances and hookups but if you guys are listening to us on patreon right now you realize that at this point you know, all we've dealt with is Wes and the Austin cast and like Johanna and hook, hooking up with Wes. And it's like not fun. Mm-mm. You know, it's like Wes is like a real asshole. Wes Early is Wes a is dick. A, Wes is a dickhead and he's a chauvinist and he's yeah. a pig, you know. He's like calling women the stupid B word. Yeah, he's he's awful, you know, and not he's the person he's the showman's, you know, yeah. at, at this at this he's point. He's the story. At this point. I know things will open up because we're only a couple episodes in. But yeah, so, you know, it's it's interesting. I mean, Big Brother and you can tell Fresh Meats for kids. How do you feel? I agree with that. You know, How do the you... challenge is for kids. And do you feel like the challenge right now is for kids? Our current challenge, no, like Total uh-uh. Madness. I feel like the the challenge we're watching, Total Madness, War of the Worlds, yeah. I feel like that's for 30-year-olds. Yeah. And I feel like the challenge, Fresh Meat, that we're watching is for high school students. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I feel like it. and But I think that that's just them taking their audience and aging with their audience. Absolutely. It's smart. I mean, I mean, because if you watch Jersey Shore now, it definitely doesn't feel like the Jersey Shore of back in the day it mm. does feel like that jersey shore is for young people that's so interesting and this jersey shore is kind of almost for moms like you know what i mean yeah it, it, it's moved into like real housewives territory now what do you think because they're old they're older you know you know i know that like with comedy central when they had trevor noah um replace john stewart on the daily show there was so you know a, a plan that they were like we are not we're not going we're not playing towards the Daily Show audience anymore. Trevor Noah's audience is going to be a young audience, and we're going to grow with them. Mm-hmm. Like they were like purposefully sort of leaving the John Stewart Daily Show audience. It's interesting, you know. And, yeah. and then you have this other. I wonder if that's just having the original talent age with the show, whereas if you have new talent, you you want to switch up the show's demographics. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you how you felt about this Survivor compared to the other survivors we've watched like Um, where do you rank this i rank it i don't know that's good i mean um i think i've i do like i mean aside from season 20 i like i the, the the later the season i think better for me personally i didn't as interesting as it was to see the origins kind of, you know, almost of the idol and stuff like that. And we saw the origins of uh, splitting the vote 
to get to flush the idol. Right. It was talked about, but actually didn't happen. Yeah. Um, but, but Cowboy dreamed it. He did have a dream and they never did it, but they should have. It's so weird that you can play the idol after the votes have been announced right. like, in these early seasons. I like seeing that and it's yeah. interesting to me. And I, and I thought as awful as an idea of splitting things up by race could be, I do think it kind of panned out in an interesting way. It worked out well. They are um, very lucky. They're very lucky <laughs> that it wasn't all white guys yeah. there. But um, not that they would have cared really in 2006, but... Yeah, I, I think I like, um, you know, s nothing has been as good as Winners at War. Um, very close to that is season 20, All-Stars. That's Heroes um, versus Heroes, Villains. villains and, and then um, I really liked, you know, the stuff that was close. I really like, I still like Millennials versus Gen X. I really liked, um, you know, I don't know. We've watched a bunch of them, but this is somewhere in the in the mix of like, you know, the Philippines season. And I say this is my favorite one we've watched in probably the last five. You didn't like the Cochrane win season? No. no you, you're, you think that this was better than Coach vs. Ozzy? Yes. I disagree. Brandon ruined Coach versus Ozzy. No, for Brandon me. ruined the next season he was on, which was that Cochrane season. Yeah, win, he also ruined the Coach versus Ozzy season for me. Nah, he was still like trying to do things for the Lord. I mean, I understand he was a psychopath. Yeah. And he, he did, he was not fun to watch, but Coach was just so great. Okay, I will say Winners at War, Heroes versus Villains, and then Cook Island versus um, the Coach versus Ozzy. I'll say they're tied yeah. in, for third place. So, um, And then the Kim season. What about the uh, the first Malcolm and uh, what's her name season? What first Malcolm and what her name? What's her name? She won. She was at Winners at War. Forgot her name. Mm, I don't know Denise? Denise. Oh yeah, that was that was fine. And what about the season that? Uh, you know what? They're all starting to blend together. In, all aren't they? <laughs> That's why we're taking a break. We are taking a break. Are we? I didn't know we had discussed that. Yeah, well, we're gonna go on this vacation. And or whatever We're not going to watch Survivor tonight. We're not going to start a new season. Nah, I don't think so. I think you're going to go because you have to get up. We have to get up at very early. So I, I think I do a little better with less sleep. And I think uh, you're going to want to relax and get yourself going. And I'm going to see how many episodes of Big Brother Season 7 I can watch. Because the idea that I'm going to be away from this world for a week is actually stressing me out. Babe, you can't drive eight hours Not to mention tonight, hardly any sleep. Tonight, I mean, okay, we're doing this. Okay, do you this, understand me? Don't switch to the fact that Big Brother's coming out tonight. We're doing this all Do you agree on, with on me? Thursday. Agree with me. Hey, but eye contact. Kaser's getting, eye contact. getting eye the contact. boot tonight. I got to watch you that. You can't drive. We're going to be driving for eight hours. Yeah. You have to get a good night's sleep. No, you're driving for four. I'm driving Promise for four. Promise me you'll get a good night's sleep. I'm going to get a good night's Don't sleep. Don't stay up till midnight. I might. Oh my God! Yeah, Kaser might get the boot tonight. No, he's getting the boot. There's, there's no. You don't think no Christmas doubt. is gonna go? We shouldn't talk about this. It happened. There's, uh, there's actually been two episodes of, uh, yeah, uh, of that show that's happened. Yeah, so, we're not gonna talk about but it. We are going to end the episode right here. Folks. Is this how we end? This is how we end. Wow. Um, I hope you like us just chitting the chat, chatting the chit over here. I hope yeah, you guys this are is doing a relaxed well. App. Yeah, we're just chilling. I mean, next week we hope to bring you an episode from. 
uh, our vacation. We're going That's to the plan. we're we're going to bring all our recording equipment. Um, we're going to do updates throughout the week, and I'll put together some sort of a fun episode. Who knows? Maybe we can crank out two. Um, and it'll be fun. You'll be kind of like on our little vacation with us. So that'll be next week. Make sure you're checking out our Patreon. Uh, we're doing those fresh meat drops. Maybe we'll do uh, uh, one of our uh, Patreon bonus episodes uh, from from uh, North Carolina as well. Do something fun. Um, and uh, also, rate us five stars on the Apple Podcast app. We'd really appreciate that. And if you're interested in any sort of Reality Blows anything, just check out realityblowspodcast.com. You can find all our little links there. And email us. I haven't plugged the old email in a while. We love when you email us. It's realityblowspodcast at gmail.com. We love you very much. We hope to talk to you soon. And a goodbye. Bye.